This week's episode of the House of Lords podcast has been brought to you by us. Yes, it's brought to you by us. So if you would like to help us sustain this podcast and grow this podcast, here's a few great ways you can do so. You could share the link to our podcast on your social medias. Let it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or even MySpace if you're feeling nostalgic. Yeah, use the hashtag BlurredPod. That's our hashtag. You can join the conversations that we're having. Let us know what you think about the things that we're talking about. On Twitter, you can use the hashtag PodIn. That's a now listening hashtag. Those other people know what you're listening to as well. It's a great way to find other podcasts by creators of color. If you want to step it up a little bit and you want to help us out financially, you can check out our Patreon located at patreon.com forward slash house of blurs. We keep it simple there. You can donate as little as a dollar a month up to even more, whatever you're so inclined to do. Um, there's some great giveaways on there, depending on the different tier levels. Definitely check it out. Or if you're not too big on commitment, you can visit our PayPal at House of Blurds, and you can just hit us with a one-time donation because anything counts. Yes, every dollar counts. Any notes that are left with those donations, being on Patreon or on PayPal, will be read out on the show. So we'll definitely give you a shout out because we greatly appreciate it. Again, thanks for listening. Now back to the show. episode of there will be spoilers presented by the house words podcast we are your hosts this is nicole i've got armani here what's up guys and mo yo and this week we're going to be discussing game of thrones season eight episode two a night of the seven kingdoms you know after last week where it was a whole lot of reunion this week was a whole lot of goodbyes clearly that's what this whole episode was preparing for the end we get jamie in the beginning meeting danny and danny's like okay you know you're here no damn army's here and you know maybe i should just kill you for killing my dad she came with that kind of energy first we get Tyrion trying to vouch for his brother and she's like well you vouched for your sister and you were wrong and you've been wrong a lot and then brianne steps up for jamie so is everyone on board with my shipping of Brian and Jamie at this point? No. How can you not be on board? Because <laughs> I, I don't care about it. If you had them lined up, Game of Thrones couples, they're like, they're like right on. I would want Tormund and Brienne before I want Jamie and Brienne. Really? Yeah. I would, I would ship Tormund and Brienne. I mean, obviously, I have nothing mm-hmm. against that ship, and that is, you know, option two. <laughs> but... 
Okay. There's like there's like eight other relationships I picked before that one. Like seriously. I guess, but clearly she's got feelings for the boy and he's got feelings for her. But she steps up and she vouches for Jamie. And Sansa's like, all right, well, I trust Brienne. So if Brienne says he's good, he all right with me. He's okay in my book. And Danny's looking like, well, what do you say, Jon Snow? And he thought that he'd been beating down his arm out of his mind. Yes, which he is still clearly bothered by this situation because he is giving her all kinds of cold shoulders. Yeah, avoiding her like crazy. And he's just like, well, we need all the people we can get at this point. Like, we can't, we, we can't afford to be knocking people off. Yeah. Jamie gets to stay. And then John fucking very hurriedly exits stage left. Um, Santa gets up, walks out. Then we get, what the hell, what happened next? After that, isn't this when we have the scene with Sansa and Danny in the library? Yeah, for sure. Let's just fast forward to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fast forward all that, man. Man, Arya uh, flirting with knives. Okay, yeah. So Arya <laughs> goes to Gendry. <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad flirt method right there. I have a whole newfound love and respect for Arya after this episode. Yeah, she goes to Gendry and she's like, where's my weapon at, homie? And he's like, you know... Okay. I got other things to do. I'm busy. He's like, you don't need it right now. Yeah. And then she shows him her knife work. And he was like, oh, maybe I need to make you that weapon. My bad. Yeah. I'll get on right on that. And she's like, yeah, you do that. <laughs> so, um, the tension is mounting between Arya and Gendry. Uh, clearly. Then we get the Sansa and... We get Sansa and Danny talking. And, you know, this started off really calm and really nice. And it was like, you know, uh, you know, we got off on the wrong foot. And I sense you don't like me. And Sansa's kind of like, no shit, I don't. But, you know what? Maybe I really don't have a reason to dislike you necessarily or whatever. And Danny's like, well, you know, I'm here because I love your brother. And who fooled whom? Because I followed him here. I, I abandoned all that I've wanted for my entire life to come here and fight John's war. So... Which was a very good point. So clearly Danny is in love. And Sansa's like, okay, that's all fine and well and shit, but what about the North? Like, once you get your throne, what about the North? Because we said we weren't going to bend the knee to anybody else anymore after we took it back. What about us? And I don't feel like what Sansa was asking was even really too much, per se. I don't feel like this was a time to have that conversation. I mean, but the North basically pushing you through this war. Like, I get that she's getting sullied. And second sons, but at this point, the North is her only ally in Westeros left. Right. I'm on Armani's side because at the end of the day, you look back at whether she knows or she doesn't know the history of the North. The history of everybody else is not really even like outsiders betraying them or just the North has been through a lot, basically. And they're just like, you know what? We need to look out for ourselves and what's going to happen to us because we already said we played two, three, four, five times over, it ain't going to happen again. True, but I think this was a con- if this was a conversation that could have turned out. Stop caressing your hand again. Like this is one of those. Did this conversation need to happen at this moment? Like saying something like clearly, yes, this conversation needed to happen. This was a conversation that we were going to have to have at some point. But did we need to? Did Sansa need to try to have it now when it could have went left? No, we need to have, this stuff needs to happen now. The better on their way. You might not get a chance to get this conversation again. I mean, if if we don't, then we did. So, will it matter? <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't know, but you don't know you're gonna die. There's no guarantee that you're gonna die. We need to have this conversation now. That just in case we don't die, now what? Well, once once things have calmed down and Danny's, you know, 
firmly in the South. I don't know. I, I felt it was, it should have just been like, we, we can have this conversation after the war. Like, if we get out of this bitch, if there's still a North left, then we'll discuss this. But I, I do admire Sansa. She was not afraid oh, to ask the hard question. Say, uh, say Third Bay name right. That's San- Sansa. Third Bay. <laughs> <laughs> she moved up to third bay now because she a G. Oh, man. Okay. We already know top two. So <laughs> they had a visitor, and we go outside, and we see it's Theon. Theon Greyjoy has made it back to Winterfell and has pledged his love for the North. Well, before we get there, every you know, they're like, hey, it's Theon. And Danny's like, where's your sister? And, or did you get your sister? And he's like, yes, I saved my sister. And she's going to the Iron Islands. She took her ships to the Iron Islands to take it back in your name. And it's like, yay. But why are you here? She's <laughs> like, what do you want? And then he looks at Sansa and is like, I want to fight for Winterfell. The look on Sansa's face. And then she embraced Theon. And then the look on Danny's face. Was like, okay, I'm probably gonna have to give this bitch the North because she clearly invokes like this sense of loyalty. Like, people are loyal to her and to the stars. I think that's kind of what Danny was thinking. Like, oh, like, yeah, there's either A, I'm, I'm, she evokes this loyalty, so she's probably a, a, per- a better person to have on my side than to be fighting with, or this bitch is gonna be a problem. One of those two thoughts was going through her head. Which one do y'all think it was? I think it's the realization that she needs more than these armies and these dragons to actually win this war. Like, she actually needs to... Start making friends? She needs to start making compromises in her decisions. Like, for example, giving the North their freedom. Easy solve right there. But then that just brings us back to what... Who was it? Was it Tyrion who said what happens when everyone starts demanding their freedom? So what happens when Dorne wants to be an independent country? What did Dorne do to deserve to be an independent country? Talk to him. Say it loud for the people in the bikes. In the bikes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, good point. Good point. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so we learn that, oh, then Tormund and the other guy. I don't remember which. I don't remember what Ed. 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 Yeah, Ed. the one from the wall. Yeah. Uh, Tormund, Ed, and Barrick. And the five, uh, five Night's Watch that are left. I think it's more than five. I think it was more of them than what it appeared to be. Um, make it back to Winterfell. Make it to Winterfell. You know, they let them know that... Uh, the our, last horse has been taken. Yeah, they are now fighting for the Night King. So, they're not coming. And we've got before, till before the morning. And we're going to have a fucking problem on our hands. Now, this seems interesting because, like, at this point, it looks like... It didn't seem like it was that early in the morning. Like, the lighting... And then when they go inside to have their meeting about what they were going to do, which didn't tell anybody what we were going to do, like this meeting, I don't, I, did, I left thinking, okay, so what's the plan? <laughs> Other than die, like just try to survive. Like the plan is to fight. That's it. Okay. <laughs> like that, that seemed like that was literally just the plan. It's like, don't die. <laughs> try not to die. Everybody try their best and we'll get through this. <laughs> yeah. Protect Bran because Bran's going to, you know, Bran's going to use himself as a piece, as bait to lure the Night King in. And we're going to let 
Theon protect Bran. So that's the plan. Theon and the Ironborn are going to protect Bran against the Night King. Exactly. See, we say that I don't feel like the Night King is going to go to Winterfell. I feel like he's going to fly right over and he's going to be like King's Landing. We're going to get back to this because I have seen a theory about this and someone mentioned this. Someone messaged me when they sent me Mo's question about is Danny still Bay? <laughs> and that was also the other question. So shout out to listeners. We do take, you know, suggestions and comments and questions and we'll talk about them. Are we going to reference that or should I answer that now? No, we'll, we'll, I th- we'll come back to it at the end. We'll come back to it towards the end because that, that's a deep dive. Dude. That's a dis- real, like, true discussion. We can fa- I mean, let's do a fast point to the rest of this shit. Well, no, okay, we can't really because the ep- name of this episode was a knight in the seven kingdoms and that came about because we have it starts with jamie and Tyrion talking and you know they're having their little conversation about my how the tables have turned and their dad would roll over in his grave if he saw that they were now fighting to save winterfell you know his his sons were about to die saving winterfell um and then in comes brand pod Tormund. No, Tormund came in last. Well, Tormund. you'd have named everybody. So Tormund and the Onion Knight. Oh, yeah. Sir Davos. Sir Davos. So now we have this nice little round table of folk. And they're just chit-chatting and drinking. And we find out how Tormund... So we find out how Tormund became Tormund Giantsbane. Nursed. Okay, he said he was 10 years old when this, like, giant was feeding him. So him and Liza Aaron's son have a lot in common. <laughs> All right. Okay, oh, I'm glad. So let's get to the shit. Do you feel the same <laughs> way about Terminator? Do you feel about a uh, little, little uh, what's my call it? I'm glad you asked because I am out here the only person in the world caping for Robin Aaron to have a come up, it seems. So you hope he, he parallels Tormund? No, let's not that get was, crazy. That was some hidden gem right there. <laughs> Hot take. Robin Aaron is going to have a come up. And he's going to come back in here. And he's going to ride up in this bitch with some Knights of the Veil. And going to take out. And get murdered. Probably so. I mean, we can add him to the body count. But he's going to come back up in here with the with a glow up. Like. To go down real fast? <laughs> he wouldn't be the first guy. Like, he wouldn't be the first one. <laughs> yeah, Tormund has a hole in his lip because he doesn't know how to drink stuff without, like, dropping it all over himself. I, 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 it was a cute moment. It was cute. It was, you know, Brienne... Uh, it was, it's Tormund, like, trying to show up Jamie to get Brienne's attention, and everyone's looking like, okay, this is interesting. Everyone's looking like, who brought him? Like, who asked him to come here? <laughs> Whose man is this? And then when they're, you know, talking and he's like, you know, you're not a sir. At first I was thinking, okay, did he think Brian was a man? This got weird quick. <laughs> and then I, I realized when he was like, no, the, the sir part was for the night. And she's like, no, I can't be a knight. She's telling Pod, you know, I don't want to be a knight. And Pod's like, we all know you want to be a knight. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's like, I can knight you. At this point, I don't understand how anyone could not be on board with this relationship, but... Come on, I'm not gonna keep beating a dead horse. Um, the horse is still, still the horse is still getting his ass beat. <laughs> yes, Jamie Knight's brand. Everyone's excited, and it's a great moment. And to me, it just sealed Brand's fate. <laughs> Her arc has been completed, so she's out of here. Yeah, like this was like, yay, fuck, Brand's gonna die because we don't just name a whole ass episode after somebody. And then all this, like, happens 
and then they live. Yeah, there's no happy endings in Game of Thrones. Mm-mm. Anyone that's happy right now is on the death is on the death list for next week. Which brings us to the other people who are really happy right now: <laughs> Sande and Grey Worm making plans to after the battle go and live happily ever after. And Narth is not going to happen, and that sucks too. I mean, we knew they're gonna die, so whatever. How can how can that be whatever? Like, <laughs> so you okay with Bay One dying? I mean, no, but she can't fight. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> dead weight is what you're saying. Like, unless you want to back her a dragon or stuck in a stuck in a hall where nobody can get to. Like, don't expect you to live. I'm not happy with it if you die, but I just I don't expect you to live. Well, yeah, I mean, true. I mean, we we we've <clears throat> we've talked about that that they were not going to have a happily ever after. Like, one or both of them are going to die. And everyone at this point has heard Grey Worm singing in real life. So he's probably going to be singing at, at Masande's funeral, as Armani wanted to throw out there earlier. If that happens, I, yo, I'm going to cry. Like, I'm going to cry anyway. Like, we already know I'm going to cry. But that would just be terrible if they got Grey Worm out this bitch singing later on. I'm hoping after this battle that we get one of those scenes kind of like after the Battle of Hogwarts. I just kind of want this to parallel the Battle of Hogwarts. That's how <laughs> I feel. Like, I want at the end to be that scene where it's like they got all the dead bodies just laid out. Nah, they're going to have to beat feet. They're not going to be sticking around. Uh, like, uh, is, this, is this present times? Is this, is this, this is old times or present times? With what? What do you mean? With Game of Thrones, because all you're going to hear is Grey Room in the back talking about, it's so high. <laughs> Like, that, was that song out or not? Yeah, it, it's gonna. Well, you know what? I'm, no, I'm not even gonna say it's gonna, it's gonna suck. At this point, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's gonna suck. But you're right. We know they're gonna. She gonna die. Like they're not gonna make it. So they gonna die. Um, the people in the north are racist as fuck because they keep giving like them these <laughs> dirty looks. Like, why are y'all here? Um, so I don't know how I feel about the northerners as much anymore. Like, they're not keen on brown people. Clearly. But, I mean, I guess they're way in the north, but I don't know. There's no black people in the north, evidently. Whatsoever. There's, like, five black people in the seven kingdoms. I was going to say, like, what do you, was this a real north thing? I've seen, like, three black people total. Yeah, Nox must be the hood. And that's the <laughs> Straight up. I'm over here thinking of who's the fourth black person. All right, I got four on my head right now. Who's the fifth? Whoever the dude that was in Marine that was trying to get Danny to be the husband. Uh, uh, Sorry, uh, that was Daxus. Obviously, Masande. Obviously, Green Worm. That was dude's name? That was dude's name? Yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, Davos' friend. Davos' homie that, yeah, the pirate. Give me the fifth, because I don't know the fifth. We got four in the whole show, bro. Four. I feel like we just seen one not too long ago. Nah, bro, bro. Four black people. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna ride with that. So you're right. Ain't none of them in the north. Oh no, there's a black dude who was the head of the Dornish army who got murked. Oh, you right, the dude with the hammer. Yeah. Man, does that make a count? He said like three <laughs> words in the whole show. First off, he's the biggest black dude on the show. Yes, he And counts. he said like three words in the whole show. Everybody, like Man, yeah. Look. Black Lives Matter, so had some lines. Grey Worm is the realest, realest, realest. Masande is obviously like the main most important low key. For one, weather two, it's like damn near her. And then the dude with the three X names, 
Uh, <laughs> Triple X. Po- yeah, he was powerful, but you know. He was in there. Still got, still got smoked too by the damn bald headed looking dude. Facts. Then we get uh, Arya and the Hound. Now, this is one of the scenes. At this point, we realize this is a fucking reunion show. This is a goodbye show. We had the reunion show. This is a goodbye show because everyone's making those final, we're seeing all the crews together moments. So we see Arya and the Hound together. And to me, this is probably one of my favorite moments of this show, though, because she was just like, you know, what are you doing here? And he was like, what the fuck do you mean what I'm doing here? I'm about to fight in a war. She's like, no, what are you mean? What are you doing here in the North and stuff like that? You don't fight for anybody. And he was like, but I fought for you. And I was just like, oh! He really loves her. He cares about her. Like, and she just, all right, you're right. <laughs> Word. Like, she really hit him with that face, like, I guess. Yeah, like, I guess you did. <laughs> we never really figured out why y'all were fighting. Y'all kind of just started fighting. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, I didn't ask you to do that. Yeah, it wasn't even about me at that point. Um, so. Neither of y'all helped me, so. True. But. That that was nice to see that, you know, scene between the two of them. And then Barrett Dundarian shows up and starts. And we get that, little, you know, a little more banter between him and the Hound, which is always enjoyable and welcome. Well, y'all just dancing around Ari to bust down. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> you know, We're making you know, our way there. You're really talking, no, really talking about stuff that we don't moment. care about at all. That was like, one of my favorite moments because the moment he looks at them and he's like, you know what? I'm not spending my last few moments here. I knew yeah. he was going. Why am I about to spend my last moments out here with you weak ass niggas arguing about nothing? I'm about to go get some peanuts. <laughs> and that's what she did. <laughs> so Arya finds Gendry and tells him to drop them draws. Literally. Literally. <laughs> So, um, Arya's all grown up. She's grown. She's a killer. She a drinker. And now she out here having sex. She's wax, wax, listen, wax sex apparently because when they showed her laying in the bed afterwards, she did not look enthused. <laughs> I mean, it was her first time. I mean, she doesn't have anything to compare it to. So, yeah. I, I love that there was people who were legitimately like in an uproar about this, about her having sex. It's like, she been out here murdering people. Mm-hmm. Forced to do to eat his sons, baking people in pies, slitting dudes' throats, slitting children's throats. Like she's killed children. Like we she she, she don't deserve a little downtime. A little self-care. <laughs> it just shows you it just shows you like <clears throat> in a real conversation like how ass backward society is. Like she can murk a nigga, she can slit a nigga throat and hold his head. As he's dying, but she could simulate a bust down. There was no sex scene because clearly they're gonna cut it off. But she is the youngest person on the show that's been in a sex scene. I think she's like in real life. She's like what, like twenty one or twenty two? Yeah, but how old was Amelia Clark when the show started? And she already is technically. Nah, she's she was like twenty. She's like twenty three or twenty four when the show started. She's in her I mean, shit, she was episode one, she was full frontal naked. They didn't even show Arya's boobs. It was like side boob blurred out. I think it's one of those things where it's kind of like we watched Arya grow up on this show. So it's like... And I mean, I'm okay with it. Believe me, I did not mm-hmm. want to see more than what we saw. Like, I'm okay just knowing it happened. It was time. I didn't want my girl to die a virgin anyway. Um, so who's dying? Her or Gendry? 
I say Gendry's dying. Arya's pregnant. Oh, that would be crazy. Oh, I don't even think I want that. Like, I want the joining of the Baratheons and the Starks, but I don't think I want Arya popping out no kids after the war. I ain't ready for that. Oh, I hadn't even... That thought had not crossed my mind. All the pregnant people, I mean, right now, the only pregnant person I'm worried about is Danny. But, yeah, that had... I, I Honestly, I would survive, but I feel like in all these pairings we've seen tonight, at least one person in all these groups is going to die. And then in the big group pairing that we had, I think... Actually, you know what? Before... Yeah, hey. So, Mo, this would probably be a good time to go over... The Game of Thrones predictions. Your see the season eight predictions. Oh no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <clears throat> nope, y'all got it. I told you, I told you. Don't ask me that. I'm get. I gave up. I gave up. I have zero clue at this point. I'm not even. Nope. I refuse. I will. <laughs> there will be no predictions today. Okay, well, you have to answer a couple questions off this sheet. There will be no predictions today. Is Winterfell going to be destroyed? Yes. Okay. Is Cersei pregnant? No. Will kill kings? Okay, no. So do we think the Night King's even going to show up at Winterfell? I think this was a good point. This was a good conversation piece. Is the Night King even going to Winterfell? Yes. Okay. Because we ain't seen him. In these previews, they have not showed him rolling up to Winterfell. They've only showed his generals. Where the hell else would he go? King's Landing. I think that's yeah. a good point. He could just fly that dragon straight to fucking King's Landing. For what? What is he going to King's Landing for? To destroy shit there. Like, why? Why are you all... destroying shit? He could destroy everything by going for Bran. Why is he doing anything? Right. Let, these, let your soldiers do the work. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's going to let his soldiers do the work at Winterfell. And, and they're chilling at Winterfell when they do the work and Bran is getting ready to die. So let me go ahead and, you know, eat Bran face off. But now, um, Want the long night? That's what we talked about. What the hell does the Night King want? And then that's when that's when they said in this episode, like he he when Bran said, "I know what he wants. He wants the long night forever." But what if he figures it'd probably be a good idea to go recruit some more folk? Man, you are doing the most right now. Why are you just coming up with these ridiculous? Uh, because uh, what if he knows what they're thinking? Like, what if he knows what they're going to try and do? Like, what if he's, like, a step ahead of him? I mean, he was, he was prepared for the dragon. He was prepared with his spear for the dragon and them chains. So it's like he was a step ahead then. And what if he's a step ahead now? Like, what if he's, like, they're going to try to kill me because they know that if they, t- like, they, if he knows that they know like if Charlie he goes Brown out, they all fall. So why would you go head on you into sound a like, You sound like Charlie Brown teacher right now. And this is why I'm not doing all these predictions, because all these ridiculous <laughs> hypotheticals, I don't want to do that. All right, fine. We won't do any more hypothetical. Fine. What if the Night King is going to Wakanda, and then he going to get... Man... We gonna fight. The Night King is going to resurrect Eric Killmonger. <laughs> Yo. Um, first off, I'll be here for it. Um, you, the fact you agreeing with this ridiculousness we just brought up, let's we know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Fine, fine, fine. Um, any any other takeaways from this episode then? Oh, we totally skipped over Jamie's awkward like. I'm sorry, the brand. That whole conversation that they had. Because it was pointless. Let's let's be real. To me, okay, so my feelings walk away from this episode. I was like, it was great. There were some great things. We could have just taken this episode 
and 20 minutes from the first episode, and it had been one episode, and the Battle of Winterfell should have been fucking episode two. And then we have four more episodes to figure shit out. Instead, we've got two episodes down, a whole ass battle, and now three episodes to figure shit out. I agree based solely off the limitation. If we were doing a normal season with 10 episodes, I'd be like, this was completely necessary. But I do agree. Because there was a whole lot of transitions and flying over mountains and shit that we could have done without in episode one. We didn't need all that extra scenery. Yeah, like the John and Danny stuff was real necessary. I mean... I didn't care for it. I I don't care for John and Danny. Not even just because they're, like, aunt and nephew, but the whole situation just feels so... It it doesn't feel real. I, I thought it was good because it served to make the current situation more awkward. And... Which it did. It it made everyone just awkward. Um, and then we got John dropping the bombshell on Danny. I feel bad for Danny because she can't have one normal conversation with anybody without somebody either being like, "I'm actually king. We don't agree with your rule," or just something traumatic for her. Like every scene, there there's not one scene where Danny's gotten good news. Ever since she's gotten to Dragonstone, everything after that has just been fucking downhill for her. She's probably on the verge of just going back to Essos. I'm <laughs> like, you know what? Fuck it. Y'all can have it. This ain't working out too well. Going back to Dario and O'Harris. Mm-hmm. And literally, since she said Dragonstone, it's been fucking downhill. Her entire team is falling apart. She's lost mad allies. Lost a dragon. Sam lost his dad and his brother, which he's still salty over. So they're sticking everybody down in the crypts, which I don't think is a good idea because there's not a back way out of the crypts. That little girl who was talking to... Sir Davos. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna suck because he's probably literally gonna die trying to save people. You know who I think's gonna die? Gilly. I don't think Gilly's making it up. Uh. Y'all want the nice answer? Or, you know, the... <laughs> I want your real ass answer, sir. Which... We don't give a fuck about Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> I care about little Sam's mom. Um... Uh, it's how going to be Gilly or Lil' Sam. Ooh. You don't want the real answer or not? <laughs> you better not say you don't give a shit about We don't me. give a fuck about Lil' Sam. <laughs> 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 okay, so someone that be told, to be told, if they died in the first part of the episode, would y'all be sad? Hell no, y'all want to be sad. Nah, I'd be like another death I just experienced this week that I didn't give a you fuck would, about. Yo, you would shoulder shrug the hell out of them two deaths. <laughs> Word. Um, okay, yes, but one person whom we do care about, little Leanna Mormont, who told Jorah that she's going to battle. There's she's not going to sit in no crypt. She's about to be out here fighting with her people. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. What? You didn't like that? No. What, you think she should be in the crypts? We must save her at all costs. I don't care where she at. She don't need to be on no front lines. Again, there's no fucking plan here. Like, zero. So nobody is safe. Let's just be real. Nobody's fucking safe at this point. But we got Mad Dragonglass. We got Mad Valyrian Steel. We got two dragons. And two dragons. This episode was just a whole lot of things and stuff. It was pretty. It was It was nice. And we got the bombshell that we've been waiting for. I'm glad that didn't get drug out any further. Because if that had got drug out, drug out past episode two, I probably would have been irritated, to be real. So I'm glad Danny knows. But I love that she's like, I don't give a, like, she didn't give a shit that he was her family. She just, like... You're not getting that throne, though. Yeah. Like, so, if you're the last male Targaryen, you have a claim to the Iron Throne. And he's looking like, 
that's what you worried about right now? Like, John's like, I don't even want it. He's trying to figure out how to keep his relationship going. And she worried about a throne. So, which I'm okay with. Yeah, that's, I, I don't know. Any, any, anything else? Any other feelings, thoughts, comments, concerns about this episode? No, I did see this thing, though, that said that John's the only person that keeps trying to quit his job and find out how overqualified he is for it. <laughs> Uh, that's accurate as fuck. <laughs> so I don't want none of this shit. Y'all doesn't even want to be alive at this point. Like <laughs> y'all should love me dead. <laughs> so well, what do you what do you what are you thinking? What do you other than making predictions that you're not gonna make? You want my prediction? Yeah. Nigga's gonna die. Um, I I think you're right. Your prediction is going to happen. Faux show. I am here for it. All of it. At this point, I don't give a fuck. Somebody gotta die. Dang it. Oh, somebody don't. She got me mad about two episodes setting up character arcs and showing up relationships. And then, just like you said, when you fake ass goodbyes and this is our last night at whatever. Like, I, no, I don't care. I don't care. This is a long ass day. Like, I, I, it, longest like, day ever. Like, night should have been already been here. Like, y'all was inside. I thought the meeting was nighttime. And they go back outside and it's light outside still. Real longest day ever. I'm over it. Get to the shits now and we shall on sunday get to the shits so this will be the longest battle in recorded television and movie history it is longer than the battle at um helms deep which right before we start this podcast i started lord of the rings and two towers because armani has never watched it so she's about to experience what a 40 minute battle feels like because i'm going to make her watch two towers whether she wants to or not so because i feel like you have to experience that battle to really be able to appreciate the battle of winterfell so you can't like not go in, you can't have not never seen this battle before because at the moment this is the best standing battle right now so at least the longest one of the best for sure and we're not going to fast forward to what you're going to sit through the I whole damn like movie i've seen it though i feel no, like i've have. seen it because this is the this is the epi- not not episode but whatever this is the one where they're fighting because the main person that they're fighting is the one with that mask, right? The one like with the really sharp mask. No, that's the last movie. No, because he's dead in the last movie. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't. Um. All right. Well, then, since I think we're done with this episode of Game of Thrones, next episode obviously we'll be covering the be- covering, not covering with the shits. Um, we are going to be knee deep in the shits. We are going to be covering the battle at Winterfell, and we will be talking Endgame because we will all we, saw Endgame. Will we? This is to be the longest podcast ever. <laughs> 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 so much to break down in Endgame. You know, you're going to talk about Winterfell for like 16 hours. <laughs> True. Niggas going to die, and then we got to pay our respects and. People that died. True. We, I, you know, I was kind of going back and forth about that. You know, I, yeah. Either way, a will it be the longest podcast ever, or <laughs> we can break it up into two separate long ass podcasts? Because you're right, that is a lot of stuff to unpack in Endgame. Oh, there will be a lot. So, okay. Well, on that note, until next time, take care of yourselves and be good to each other, and don't spoil Endgame. Oh, I'm gonna fight you. <laughs>